0: And we are live. You are listening to this most recent episode of Who's Got Next, where we break down the Chiefs' most recent matchup and recapping the game before. I'm your co-host, Nick Catlin. Joined alongside me, Christian Ainsworth. Christian, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. It's a
1: night before game day. I'm pumped. Should be uh, should be a good one. Chiefs versus Bills. Definitely going to be high scoring.
0: Indeed, I'm really excited for for the matchup. I mean, an AFC Championship rematch, Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, two of the most electrifying quarterbacks, and, you know, just all-around talent on all sides of the ball. So going to be an exciting game for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. So before we kind of get into it, do you want to talk about Chiefs versus Eagles?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it was the Tyreek Hill show. We had two weeks where he really – wasn't even getting over like 70, 80 yards after a phenomenal week one and comes out in this game and has three three touchdowns and plays phenomenal, I think.
1: Oh, yeah, I think it was 189 yards. And also another guy that's been getting kind of a lot of love recently, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, over 100 yards rushing again, carried the ball 14 times. I mean, he was running at, a, at an incredible pace on Sunday.
0: Yeah, Miko Hardman, El Avion, the Jets, he was getting touches too. I liked what they were doing with the end rounds and the screens to him. I thought he was able to contribute well to the team. Byron Pringle had a couple good receptions. But the offense flowed really well. You didn't see Travis Kelsey touch the ball, but when the offense puts up 42 points, I mean, they played phenomenally well. and And I see a close to repeat performance against the Bills, potentially if they can get all their pieces clicking.
1: Oh, yeah, and a, a big step forward for the defense as well. I think we held them under 100 yards rushing or, or fairly close. I know Jalen Hurts was their main rusher. I think he had 47 yards. Um, so, I mean, pretty good. Defense is, is starting to step up. I thought they had a few key stops. Not their best football game that they've played in the past three years, but you know what? If the offense is always going to score touchdowns, defense isn't that big of a problem.
0: And I heard Anthony Hitchens talking about this and he said, you know, during the chargers game, they didn't do bad against the run, but it was kind of overshadowed by the loss, which, you know, they obviously just didn't execute and had some costly turnovers, but you know, you look at it and I think the defense is improving, especially against the run. And I don't think teams are just going to be able to run over them. Like some would believe, I mean, You look back, I mean, when even though it was years ago, Derrick Henry in the AFC title game a few years back, he couldn't run over this defense. And it has a lot of the same pieces and might even be better at linebacker. So once they're healthy. So it's going to be interesting to see.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, speaking on that, Willie Gay activated off of IR. Um, That should be a major upgrade. He'll probably take most of Nick Bolton's reps. Um, which we kind of expected right Nick Bolton's a freshman you know just coming in playing he's played fairly well but Willie is kind of the season I don't know if you could call a second year player a seasoned player yet but he, he's definitely got more reps um, and I think he should be a lot better play a lot better just based on his athletic ability I mean guy gets into spots he played really well apparently he had one of the best camps of all the defensive players which I know they said that about Daniel Sorensen, so that doesn't mean a whole lot, but you know, it I I'm excited. I want to see him out there. I want to see him cracking some heads. I want to see him coming in, filling the run and playing some defense on Dawson Knox, who I think could potentially be a problem. Uh they're tight end at in the Bills game. So
0: Yeah, and I I think he could certainly make that impact. I also think you know, getting Frank Clark back will be really exciting for this defense and a good edge piece that they've really missed. And I don't think Chris Jones has really executed well there. He'll probably go back to DT eventually in the season and maybe go out to the end in some rare forms. And it's going to be interesting to see how that one develops because he has that wrist injury and he's questionable. Chris Jones is. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of how those injuries shape out and who all actually takes the field, but certainly on the come up. And what do you think of when you think of this Bill's offense that they have to go up against?
1: I mean, it's definitely a juggernaut and that's, I think that's putting it lightly. They've been extremely efficient. I know Josh Allen has been, kind of up and down this season and and regressed a little bit, but that's to be expected, right? He had the best season of his career last year. He's also kind of coming in. People are expecting him to play well. So the expectations are high. You know, he's still, he's coming off of a really high year. He's been playing really well. I think he'll, I think he'll play well. I think Devin Singletary is another guy we should definitely be looking at on the offensive side that can, can cause some damage. And he might not be the, the sexiest running back around. He might not have all the fantasy appeal, but he is definitely a threat, and he's proved that this year.
0: Yeah, and he has been a little up and down. And I certainly think that one thing when you look at this Bills team, especially on either side of the ball, but more so on the defensive side than the offensive side, but you know they haven't played the best teams this year. Especially quarterback-wise, they haven't played up against the best talent. And that does go for the defense as well, or the offense, excuse me. And I definitely think they've started off well. But the Bills do look, at least to me, that they have regressed. And rightfully so, given that Josh Allen was, you know, first team or second team all-pro tied with Patrick Mahomes there. I mean, it's going to be tough. But they still have Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, Josh Allen, who can run the ball, Singletary, Knox there at tight end and Emmanuel Sanders, who knows the chiefs and knows their defense. So I definitely think that they have a chance and probably will go on some explosive runs throughout this football game where you're seeing Josh Allen really starting to go head to head with Patrick Mahomes. So
1: I hate to put you on the spot here. Um, Cause we didn't talk about this before we came in here, but if, if there was one player you think would have a game on the offensive side of the ball for the bills, who do you think that would be? Because I'm kind of tied like Stefan Diggs. He, he hasn't really played extremely well this year. He's not like one of the league leaders like he has been. Um, But Dawson Knox, their tight end is also a guy that I like coming in. I don't know. They just have so many weapons. It, it's kind of hard to see who they'll focus on. Cole Beasley as well. I mean, like, who do you think? Who do you think?
0: Who do you see? What matchups do you see? Do you see Snead covering Beasley in the slot or what do you think matchup wise? So I think you almost have
1: to have Snead shadowing Stefan Diggs, and, and maybe some help over the top from the safeties. He's just so good. I mean, we've seen him even when he was on the Vikings, just like a bona fide number one star receiver. He can be the best player on your offense and it'll take you places. He certainly was on the Vikings. Um, so I could definitely see him drawing all of the attention from the defense. Having Snead shadow him would probably help with that. I like Dawson Knox, though, because of his matchup on Willie Gay or Anthony Hitchens. I think both of those, you know, I think that he's probably got a good matchup. He'll, it'll be in favor as well as Cole Beasley. He'll either be going against Hughes, Ward or Oh Baker that's our other cornerback. So I, I don't know. It's just so tough.
0: I'll probably say Cole Beasley has a decent game. I think he's probably going to get open cause he's not going up against good corners or are better corners and like guys like Sneed. I think there's potential for him to get open. I think Knox could do well, especially against that linebacker core of the chiefs that has been a little lackluster. And even if Willie G- is out there, he's going to be a little rusty. So I think there's a few guys, but I'll say Knox and Beasley. It could definitely have a big game.
1: That Beasley's a sneaky pick, dude. I think he played really, really well this past game. I'd have to look it up, um, but I think he had over a hundred. Yeah, it was against the the Panthers, and he tore it up, man. I think he had over a hundred yards, maybe like eight plus receptions. Just an insane game. So,
0: yeah, and the Chiefs. You know, how do you feel now? You know, they're two and two. They're they're back to 500. They're not ahead in the division. They're still a little bit behind, you know, the Chargers and Raiders. But overall, what are we uh, how are we feeling through the first quarter of the season almost? So at
1: least for me, it kind of feels like we need to tamper our expectations a little bit. I'm not saying that they're not Super Bowl contenders, right, because I, I feel like that's a little bit of a hot take. Some people might say that just to get views on YouTube or, you know, on their ESPN fantasy shows or, or whatever, but no, I really think that this defense is holding the team back so much that I don't, if you've looked at the offense, right. And the incredible pace that they've set where they punted one time like that, that's not going to continue for the rest of the year. I know we have a revamped though line. I know we just brought in Josh Gordon. I know we have Tyreek and Travis Kelsey and of course, Patrick Mahomes, but the offense isn't going to be able to hold that pace for very long or at least throughout the rest of the season. And the defense is letting up. I think they're like the 31st or 32nd ranked defense in the entire league. And that's just unacceptable. You can't have a team. No, nobody projected the Seattle Seahawks team for two years ago to go to the Super Bowl, Right. And that's because they had no defense. They had no defensive line. Their, their linebackers were okay. They had one good safety. But their offense was amazing. But once again, nobody nobody picks them to go to the Super Bowl. Nobody's going to pick Dallas, who has one of the best offenses in the league, but had no defense last year or the year before, unless you're Skip Bayless to go to the Super Bowl. Like that, that's just not something that that's feasible for those teams. And I know we have Patrick Mahomes. I know the offense is elite, but the defense has to step up. And I don't think they're playing up to par. I think they'll play better. They can't possibly get any worse, right?
0: And, you know, I think the defense has certainly struggled, but I do think it's because, you know, even though Frank Clark has been a little bit underwhelming in his big contract role with the Chiefs, one, he does still have a lot of time left to prove that he can still be a good Chief, and that starts obviously with this game if he can go, which it's looking like he's going to be able to you know, that's a huge amount of money that's just not sitting there and not playing, and that's not money they can use anywhere else on that defense because it is so much him and Chris Jones's contract. And along with that, I think going into this year, people would say Willie Gay was probably the best linebacker on this team. And we saw that when he, when he missed out on the Super Bowl, like a lot of other players on this team missed out, like the offensive line. So overall – I think that one thing that happened with this team to start off, especially on the defensive side is injuries and recovering from those. I mean, Juan Thornhill, there might be some injury loom with his knee there. We're not sure why he's not playing, but overall, I think the chiefs defense will be fine in improving. And it has improved. Go ahead. Oh
1: yeah. No, I didn't mean to cut you off. You, You bring up a really good point with Frank Clark. Like, At this point, I mean, he was overrated for a while, and then he became underrated. Now he's coming back in as obviously the best defensive end on our team, like as it pertains to the run, as it pertains, maybe not so much in the pass rush, but his ability to set the edge and and be a vocal leader of this defensive line, I think is a little undervalued, like Chris Jones is great at getting upfield and and sacking the quarterback. I think he had two sacks in one of the games this year already. So yeah, he, he's going to be good at that, but he doesn't set the edge as well. I don't know if he's as vocal as of a leader and not having him on the defense absolutely has affected our play. I think him coming back and and like you said as well, Willie Gay coming back, that's going to help. It, it can only make us better to have better talent out on the field.
0: And exactly. And that's kind of the point I was making with that is just how much better it will make the line. It doesn't hurt to have that guy back and, to a lot of Chiefs Kingdom, I do agree that his contract is a hard one to live up to, and he certainly has it with some of the injuries. But, you know, one bad contract and they've already won a Super Bowl, you're not really going to think back on one, on one bad contract. You're going to think about the Super Bowl. And Frank Clark, he has a lot of time left in Kansas City. I don't see why fans are starting to turn against him so quickly. I think we need to relax, try and tranquilo a little bit, and he's going to be fine. And I think... He's going to certainly improve it along with Gay if he can get in there this week as well.
1: Yeah, and, and speaking a little bit more on that, the Willie Gay subject, he just recently came out in a Twitter post and said something about his his mental health. I think he said, and pardon my French here, but I think he said, uh, I'm ready to come back, but my mental health is fucked. Like, that, h- how do you feel about that? And just to set the table here, I think as fans, we need to sort of, sort of dial it back. Let's not dog pile on. Obviously, if somebody's mental health is messed up, that's almost as bad as their physical health. Sometimes it's even worse. So, I mean, th- that's something that you have to overcome personally. It's all about his health. Let's not go crazy on him if he doesn't play on Sunday.
0: Yeah, and you know, if, well I saw the tweet and Willie Gay just citing about how his mental health is, you know, not the best right now. And that certainly needs to be acknowledged and taken care of within the Chiefs organization in regards to providing him with the right resources as to what to do, things of that nature, helping him out personally, however the case may be within the relationships he has on that team. And, you know, I think his mental health does come first in terms of that. We've seen some big athletes like Naomi Osaka not play in um, big major tennis matches because of her mental health. And Simone Bios as well in the Olympics, to name another athlete. And it has become more prominent. And Frank Clark does not owe anybody anything if he is not mentally okay to go out there and compete at the high level he is capable of. So if he doesn't want to play, I think it's totally in his right. And if he does, it's the exact same way. So I just hope that he's okay and doing better than when he uh, made that post yesterday.
1: Oh, yeah, me, me too. And the Chiefs are really usually pretty good about bringing people in and and getting people the help they need. So that should work out well in our favor. Um, Another guy that's going to be starting on Sunday that we haven't seen this year or potentially starting on Sunday is Josh Gordon. And there have been a lot of expectations set by Chiefs fans and, and commentators alike where do you kind of, again, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but where do you kind of feel like his production is going to be at? Like, is he going to be like a five catch for 50 yards guy? Is it going to be like 180 yards and three touchdowns? You know, is where, where should we kind of scale him as his first game in Kansas city?
0: Well, I think Josh Gordon is definitely an athletic freak and they'll probably put him on the outside alongside with Tyreek Hill on the opposite side. And he has a chance of making some big explosive plays similar to like a Michael Hardman, but he is such a big athletic set, similar to DK, honestly. And putting a guy like that in the Chiefs offense, if his mental health is right, another athlete who has probably done and struggled with the same things that Willie Gay is right now, he's, you know, he's got the chance if he's there mentally and he has the physical tools to really put a sting on defenses and being kind of that wide receiver two with three with two or three with Miko, And I think that's a great trio of receivers alongside Travis Kelsey, Clyde, and then the new revamped line. So it's going to be an exciting one to see how he fits in exactly. Cause it is unknown, but I definitely think if he's focused and dedicated, he has all the tools to be a big staple and focus in the offense.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And a guy with his type of talent, he's 30 years old, but he's only played like really, honestly, like five seasons all the way through if you count up all the games. So, you know, he's an older guy, super athletic, that still has some tread on the tires. I think the Chiefs are going to take advantage of that. I just don't know if it's going to be in this first game, is my thing, because Andy Reid, I know he likes to get people up. You saw it with McCall Hardman in that AFC, I think it was the conference. Maybe game, one of those games this past uh, past season where McColl had a drop, drop punt, got his head down, and Andy Reid goes right back at him. Same thing with Clyde. He fumbles the ball, go to the next game, you're getting 20 carries. Fumbles the ball again, you're getting 15 more. Like he, He's going to put you in the right place to where he can work you into this offense and keep your spirits up and, and your head held high. I think they're going to do that with Josh Gordon. He's been out of the league for a while. I think he's going to dial up some trick play, something crazy. You know how Andy Reid is. He's going to come out. There's going to be a shuffle pass, you know, at the goal line. He's going to get a touchdown. Wide receiver screen, you know, who knows. But I'm sure that he's going to get a few reps. I just can't say that it's going to be anything over 75 yards.
0: Yeah, and one player I think that I'm looking at specifically in this game is the honey badger, Tyron Matthew. I think – He's got the potential to have a huge game, especially because last time in primetime he had the two picks, one of those being a pick six when he returned off the COVID-19 restriction list. And yeah. Who's one other person you think I've had Tyron, who are you picking to potentially have a big game in uh, Sunday night football?
1: So I think it's going to be Sneed. I think that he's going to have the matchup. Obviously he's going to be on Stefan Diggs for a while. Uh, maybe even most of the game, but he's going to have opportunities against guys like Cole Beasley, um, Emmanuel Sanders, guys that he can bully. I mean, he's a bigger guy. He he can, he's bigger. He's he's got the strength to push guys around, and he's super fast. So I think that he's he'll be a matchup problem for guys like Cole Beasley, potentially even. I know I keep saying his name, Dawson Knox. I just got him on my fantasy team, so I'm trying to speak something into existence here, but. I think that he'll have a, a really good game, especially playing against the, the receiving core. I think Juan coming back, hopefully he'll be getting more reps. Hopefully his knee is a little bit better. And I just think he'll get maybe an interception or two. The defense will make some key stops and it'll be a good game for him.
0: And real quick, before we get into uh, our final score predictions, that Bill's defense is number one in a lot of categories. They're giving up around 11 or 12 points a game, the league best in that regard. Coming off of a shutout against the Texans, 40 to nothing. Also shut out the Dolphins in week two. And what do you think of their defense so far? And how legit do you feel they are? And how do you think they'll match up with the Chiefs?
1: So I don't want to put this out here and say anything crazy like, oh, they're the best defense in the league. Um, You know, it doesn't matter who they face. But the fact remains, you face who you face. I think they've allowed like 34 points, like something just crazy low. You can only play the people that are on your schedule. And they've done a tremendous job in playing those people. Granted, it's been Taylor Heineke and... Big Ben Roethlisberg and Jacoby Brissett slash Tua Tungabailoa, like there are, they haven't really faced any real competition, but at the same time, you you set the table, like you, you play who you play. And, and I think that they've played really, really well. Now, I think that when we play them, obviously, I mean, we're far and above any other offense in the league. I don't think it's going to be like, it's hard for us to score on them or anything like that. But at the same time, it's important to give the team their respect. They've done it. They are the best so far, statistically, the best defense in the league. I don't think that'll transition or, or go through on Sunday. But I think that they'll be harder than any other defense we've faced. What about you?
0: I definitely think it'll be a big test for the offensive side. And I'm really interested to watch Davius white out there because I know he's just a really explosive corner and they'll probably put him on Tyreek. I'd imagine. And I'm just excited to see how, how kind of they match up. And I do think there's going to be a point in the game where the chiefs uh, offense punches them in the mouth and they're going to have to go through some adversity. They really haven't felt this year because they played guys like David Mills to uh um, what else have they gone up against big Ben? I mean, big Ben might be the best quarterback they've played in, He's not looking too good this year, so I definitely think it's going to be interesting to watch that matchup between White and Hill and then to see how they bounce back from getting more points than normal scored on them.
1: Oh, yeah, and that brings up a good point. We haven't seen them get hit in the mouth. Like, we, it'll be interesting to see. The, the Chiefs are the team to do that, and we've had the Bills number for as long as I can remember, so this will be an interesting game. We'll really get to see what the bill's defense is made out of
0: of course. And yeah, last but certainly not least Christian, do you have a score prediction for Sunday night football?
1: I actually have a few predictions here, so I'm going to go ahead and put this out on the record. Um, Everyone can congratulate me on Twitter tomorrow when I'm completely right about all these it's October 9th. And I have the chiefs winning 38 to 34. And Dawson Knox will be a major part of the Bills' offense, taking advantage of matchups on Hitchens Sorensen. The defense will provide a few key stops. Josh Allen will throw two interceptions, one to Sorensen, one to Snead, and the Chiefs' offense starts off slow, but turns out to be incredibly lethal.
0: And there you have it. For my score prediction, I'm going 42 35 Chiefs, I think that they um outdueled them. I think Josh Allen makes one crucial mistake throughout the game that is gonna keep them behind for the rest of the way. And yeah, I've got the Chiefs uh, reclaiming that kind of top spot in the AFC again, beating a huge AFC threat.
1: Well, awesome man. Let's uh let's get out of here. We don't want to keep them too long.
0: All right. Well, you have listened to who's got next where we break down the Chiefs' upcoming matchups. I'm your host, Nick Catlin, alongside me, Christian Ainsworth. You can catch us on the Arrowhead Live Network same same time around, you know, Friday, Saturday, the episodes drop. And uh, to preview that next week, we're excited to uh, keep doing it. We hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Yep, see you guys.